and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the podcast show where I interview the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Christos Tapronis. Now, Christos is an international business leader. He's a people and culture leader within Auto Trader. He's had a wealth of experience, not only within the field of, of human resources and people, but also is very, very passionate indeed when it comes to diversity, inclusion, and belonging. In addition to the day job, he also does a number of trustee ships and is a member of various leadership fellows. He started his career in the wonderful world of recruitment and also worked for well-known organizations such as the Cooperative Bank and the Guinness Partnership. Welcome to the show, Christos. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. And I know that you have very kindly supported us with various pieces at Dial. So great to actually be able to have a chat with you one-on-one -on -one and really kind of scratch below the surface of, of Christos and how you came to be, uh, I guess, where you are today. So I wondered by way of my first question, would you be able to, for our listeners that, that don't know you as well as I do, tell us a little bit about you and, and your background and, and, and some of the formative steps before obviously taking the, uh, the position that you're in right now? Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, as um, people might have gathered from uh, the name and the accent, uh, I'm originally from Greece. Uh, and um, I spent uh, the first half of my life so far in, in Greece. Uh, I think from a very young age, uh, being in some ways different to the norm, very quickly realized uh, that people are so different, people are so unique, and I've uh, realized the impact uh, that it might have on people when they're not necessarily accepted by the mainstream as well. And I think that's where my passion comes from. But uh, through the years and working with people, I think it's just transcended to really realizing all the benefits uh, that having people that are different, uh, but making sure that they work together, uh, that can bring not only to businesses that, that we, we work with, uh, uh, but also to the society overall. And so throughout my career, that's something I just really strongly believe in. And that's where it has always been part of what I do. More recently, it's become part of uh, my day job as well in the past six years, uh, working for Autotrader. Uh, but it's always been something that is part really of, of who I am and what I try to achieve. Wonderful. And fascinating last time we were speaking for, from you kind of growing up in Greece and obviously then going broad international settling in Manchester actually which I personally love which is a fantastic fantastic city have you found having kind of the international you know and the cultural perspectives as well because like you say you know this you know especially at the present time more importantly ever more importantly now is it for us to uh, to be human and to kind of really you know I guess be authentic and, and, and perhaps you know look at the similarities positive similarities and the differences I guess with with, with other people at this time during lockdown but you know, has having this uh, you know the, almost this different lens having the international lens moving around and exploring different different communities different countries kind of shaped how you have now been you know how you are as a business leader I think I think it does help it just gives you so much different perspective and starting I guess from my educational background I went to a Greek school and then to an American school, and then to an English uh, university. So it was all, I was 
mostly part of uh, creating that more general awareness, but I think it's also having a very open attitude about uh, different people and their backgrounds and giving you exposure. I've always believed that the more you learn about uh, different people, I think the more you realize how much we are have more things in common than the things that set us apart. And it's so important uh, that we respect our differences. Uh, I'm not implying that everyone's the same. Uh, but the more you meet people, not necessarily only from different nationalities and different uh, cultural backgrounds, but in many different aspects, uh, the more you actually realize that you still have things in common. And I think that's, that's the whole purpose of inclusion, isn't it? To respect our differences, mm-hmm. but to realize that we have more things in common than we might think uh, that will help us bring us together. Mm-hmm. I absolutely concur. I, I could not agree more. And I think in specific, many more people are realizing this power of inclusivity. And actually, whether it be that you're in a different sector, whether it be, you know, that you're at different levels and you're talking to people across the globe on, on Zoom or, or yeah. kind of or teams or whatever it might be, that actually humanity is at the core of everything. And if you were to strip away kind of everything else or, or to be having, you know, almost a phone call like this, well, we are all in the same boat ultimately. And regardless of how we identify because you know what you alluded to there is very much about kind of intersectionality you know how we identify could actually cross a number of different areas and um, diversity and inclusion contrary to some beliefs is is not about putting people into those boxes yes we need to look at those areas and minority areas that might need extra support or, or special pieces to consider but actually there's so many different facets that make us up as human beings you know and you mentioned your, your, your Greekness. And I think I mentioned to you last time, my husband is Greek. I love the Greeks. He's, uh, he is American as well and Chinese. He lived in China for 12 years. I am Chinese, but I was adopted by British parents. They're white British parents. And so we mm-hmm. actually don't speak a word of Chinese. We went to an international school when we were younger before moving to North Yorkshire. And so actually on the surface of it, I think people, pe- people uh, you know, may, you know, not, not, not wrongly kind of, you know, straight away look Chinese, but actually below the surface, we are very Yorkshire, very British, very Northern. Husband is, uh, you know, a white middle-aged lovely guy and he is uh, more Chinese than me and, and very, very true to his Greek and American roots as well. So it is, you know, lots and lots of different eclectic pieces, isn't there, that, uh, that make us all up. And so it's, I just find it fascinating learning about people's backgrounds. Exactly, yes. And, and like you said, it's very easy to make assumptions. Uh, and I guess, you know, we live very fast-paced lives um, at the moment. Uh, the fact that um, we had to slow down in, in certain ways is um, giving a lot of people the opportunity to actually reflect a bit more. Very interesting, you know, what I'm noticing with my network of, of friends and colleagues uh, that, uh, you know, this uh, situation has given us the time, but also, also given us the opportunity to get to know each other in a different way. I think, you know, we've had an insight into people's homes, like, like you know, we're both uh, at, at home. And I think that can be, you know, very entertaining in the beginning because you're able to just have a sneak view into other people's homes. Uh, but also, uh, it has a lot of implications depending on where people live, who else they have in their household that could actually make working from home a lot more complicated uh, for for people. And especially when it comes to DNI, it's something that now, and just one of the things uh, 
that we have to consider when it comes to DNI, especially at work and with our colleagues. It's um, all these extra factors that we never really considered before in such uh, to, to such extent, I guess. But we always have people uh, in different businesses working from home, uh, but not in uh, massive numbers like we have now. It's a, it's a fascinating subject, actually. And, and to revert firstly back to, to what you were first pointing out there, it is, I mean, it's interesting on another level because we are absolutely getting to know people on that more, more personal level. I think the lines between business and personal life are somewhat blurred. Many a call have I been on and children and dogs and cats and everything like that have walked in. And, and, and like you say, fun in, in, in the first instance when people are kind of a window into, into the world of, of someone else. And I think in a positive way, actually, sometimes because there's that real kind of raw authenticity about mm -hmm. it. And where you may have perceived someone with this almost corporate facade on possibly otherwise, actually, you're seeing people often more dressed down, you know, often sitting exactly. in their, their kind of the kitchens, their gardens, their, their, their whatevers, and, and often with kids. And so it does definitely give us, uh, you know, a window into the world. But on the subject that, that you speak about, uh, and I'm sure you are experiencing a huge amount at the moment, is actually how does DNI and B, diversity, inclusion, belonging, actually fit into the uh, the current environment given COVID and given given the lockdown. What are the as a as a people specialist and of course a diversity and inclusion practitioner? What are you seeing in terms of these adjustments that are being made mm -hmm. to inclusion, and and how are you seeing that perceived in terms of its importance? I guess right now. I think it's as important as ever because especially when it comes to uh, certain groups of people and certain minorities uh, we are seeing it's very unfortunate that uh, what the numbers are saying that a lot of minorities are whether it's the the main community in the lgbt community disabled and neurodiverse colleagues uh, so i think across all the minorities there are so many different challenges uh, and uh, actually uh, there's some really horrific numbers really that are really scary of how this crisis is impacting people's lives and uh, so i think um, you know we've all got the responsibility to continue first of all with what we're doing i think that's the most important uh, aspect of the debate at the moment dni is not something that you do at the side of your desk it's not something that companies only do if as a, as a nice to have it should be intrinsic to a business strategy and now we should continue, we have the responsibility to continue. But we can't continue doing exactly the same things and in exactly the same way like before. So I think we need to be very creative in very quickly adapting to the situation, involving again as many people as possible and listening to people and the needs that they have during this time and as we, you know, progress and hopefully you know relax some some of the lockdown measures soon and our workplaces will will change hopefully there's some things that will change for the better is involve as many people because then you'll understand what their unique needs are and i think even more importantly you'll be able to involve them and listen to their ideas they will bring out their ideas of, of how your workplace needs to be adjusted and you know continue to be successful as a business because i think that is the ultimate aim of any dni strategy to make sure that your people can be as happy as productive as possible and therefore make the business successful as well mm -hmm. 
I absolutely concur and of course I would perhaps be slightly biased as someone who's so passionate about diversity and inclusion and belonging but it is an, I mean it's absolute music to my ears hearing you say that you know, look not only is is inclusivity and should inclusivity be intrinsic to business strategy but also the fact that this is arguably just as important if not more important at times like this and and just as a slight side note i've spoken to to many many dni practitioners obviously of course over this time and and and, and many are saying this um, but some are saying it's been pretty pretty tough for them especially given that that perhaps board and, and c-suite that they may be working with or you know with dni i think people sometimes don't realize some of the complexities and maybe wrongly perceive it as being a, a job which is all about happy stuff and fluffy stuff all the time absolutely not it's a very 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 relentless piece where not only are you working with the board and you're influencing at multiple levels but you're also um you know working this up and down grassroots through to the board and also uh, you know it's vertical it's horizontal it really is a big task but I have heard, you know, it's quite sadly some saying that uh, diversity and inclusion has been put kind of on the back burner or has uh, been given less of a priority at the moment. And I feel, you know, of course, I feel that is terribly sad. And I think <clears throat> now is a time certainly for us to be embracing creativity. And whilst we have, um, I'm not saying more time at home because we're obviously working differently, but like you say, circumnavigating the current environment and ultimately mm -hmm. being creative enough to actually pivot those strategies and look at perhaps what some of the positive things that we can do and maybe incorporate other groups outside of the usual ERGs or BRGs for those listening who, who don't know employee resource groups um, how we can maybe involve other people that wouldn't have have naturally been drawn through those specific areas because mental health and, and wellness and, and invisible diversities are very much kind of being pushed to uh, to the mm. forefront um, and, and, and I wonder actually on that note, because I, I know how successful you are in your role and obviously the business is embracing many of the, these great things of auto trader, but some of the tips and advice in terms of how have you pivoted these various pieces and what are you seeing are uh, some of the, uh, the things that people are, um, you know, perhaps engaging with more so and, and maybe engaging with less so? Yeah, so I think I think we're very fortunate, especially at AutoTrader, and uh, you know this is by no means um, credit to to, my, to myself, but it's actually a, a, such a, a large uh, number of people and uh, teams across AutoTrader that uh, are really coming together and supporting each other during this time, and they everyone has been fantastic. But um, uh, in, in DNI more specifically, our DNI working group very quickly realized uh, uh, that uh, we cannot just continue doing what we do in exactly the same way and also we don't want to put a pause in everything that we do just because we you know we're not sure about how to pivot uh, mm -hmm. so they have come together and have come up with a lot of practical solutions and uh, one of the focus that we always have uh, throughout uh, this time is the well-being of our colleagues and the well-being and not necessarily just uh, the mental, but also the physical well-being, the financial well-being. And with all the different employee networks that we have, they are a great source of knowledge and ideas, but also they, are, they have a strong network that they can support their members when it comes to their well-being. And that's what we decided to focus on. So they've all stayed very close to their members. Uh, then they decided that they need to continue all their meetings 
all the meetings obviously changed and they are conducted through Zoom. So they're virtual meetings, but they provide a safe space for all of their network members to actually meet with each other, talk about their challenges, talk about their feelings during this time, but also share, whether it's sharing just words of encouragement, whether it's just offering just a, a, a chance for people to just talk about how they're feeling and nothing else, so they're just there to listen, but also offering practical advice, which is anything from people with children and sharing our AT Parents Network, they're sharing ideas of how to entertain kids at home, uh, you know, they've all had to become teachers as well as parents and uh, ideas of how to do that and, and how to keep a, a distinction between those two roles as much as possible, although that hasn't been that easy. The Women's Network, uh, we actually had this morning uh, an hour with the Women's Network uh, and it had been a great, very well participated hour where everyone joined with just uh, their, their coffee and had the chance to talk about uh, what's going on in their lives at the moment. Uh, they shared a lot of things about their personal development as well. Uh, some of people have uh, had a bit more time to focus on, on that, ideas about courses. Uh, uh, today they were discussing some courses that the Open University is offering. So all these things, just utilizing your network as much as possible in order to be able to support each other. And then I think it's also important for the networks to support the communities that they represent. So already our networks are doing things for charity and for charities that we had pre-existing relationships with, but also new charities and community groups that now, again, more than ever, they need our support. And it's a great way for those of us that are able to provide that support with, you know, we're all very lucky that we have retained our, our jobs uh, during these very difficult times. Uh, and then, you know, we're able to provide some support uh, uh, and support them in different ways, not necessarily only by providing funds that they need, but sometimes skills that they need, uh, guidance that they might need, uh, encouragement by showing our support and showing that actually during difficult times, we're not forgetting about those things that are so important to us. So. All, all these things are bringing people together. Some other things that uh, we didn't necessarily expect is a lot of our social groups, like our photography club, like our film club, uh, that are more aspects of our culture that really concentrate on the social element as opposed to having specific commitments uh, that uh, are linked to the business strategy. Uh, they have, have found ways to continue doing what they're doing, and they still create that sense of community, that, that sense of belonging that is so important right now. And uh, the Photography Club is, has continued running weekly photography competitions uh, with uh, their members. Uh, and they decide on a theme uh, every, every week. Uh, and then they've actually recruited new members uh, that take photographs and they share them every week. Uh, this week, the theme was red. Uh, which is a very interesting theme, easy to interpret, even if you can't leave the house. So they found creative ways, uh, and they're very simple. They can be executed by any business. It doesn't require a lot of planning or a lot of um, budget. But actually, what they create in a very easy way is that sense of community, that sense of belonging that we all 
uh, talk about uh, uh, so extensively, uh, it's very surprising how our people have found creative ways to maintain that during this time. Thank you so much for sharing, Christos. There's some brilliant, brilliant tips and, and tricks there. And I mean, there's so many comments actually that I'd love to make and I'll try and keep it brief, but I love the fact that, that you're talking, I mean, everything that you're saying is very much about community, belonging, creativity. And you can see this very simply and almost the, these, these images and visions that are coming into my mind now, people, you know, getting, getting into hobbies that perhaps they wouldn't have had time to do before. And, um, you know, trying to keep people occupied in, in these different ways, whether it be having something simple as a coffee, you know, we're missing our time the water fountain in person right now and so keeping going with these routine pieces where people can just talk and ultimately it's not always the how do I put it now again I often say this to my husband it's not about it's not about fixing the problem necessarily it's just about being able to speak about it and I think that is something that is so critical to all of us but you know the photography pieces that is so important when it comes to culture and that is absolutely you know part of diversity and inclusion and belonging and I think it is you know it's brilliant to hear how creative you can be like you say with a limited budget and also when you're talking there about kind of supporting charities I just think you know that's just fantastic you know businesses of now really are going to you know we are being tested and pushed and pulled in all different angles and you know I think post this uh, and post some of these challenges we will probably see a big tidal mm -hmm. kind of wave of those that are and have genuinely tried to support individuals and, and some who maybe are swept out a bit with that wave but uh, it doesn't take um, necessarily a lot of money and a lot of effort to actually really lend a hand and really support and with you know with the charity piece there uh, that you mentioned I think it just highlights as you talked about in the earlier conversation is the disparity unfortunately between those of uh, of privilege and, and perhaps those who are in less privileged positions mm -hmm. and you know I you know the, the word privilege itself is, is is an interesting one I think sometimes it's one that can make people feel uncomfortable but ultimately we all have privilege you know most of us do you know I have privilege of, of certain things you know maybe not in other areas but recognizing where there are others who are less fortunate than ourselves mm -hmm. where we can reach out and lend a hand not only because Ultimately, it should make us feel good and make us be able to, to appreciate what we have, but also to, to give support to those in times of need where perhaps we have got more time to think about things being at home. It is, it is. I mean, I think it's everyone's duty to, to try and support uh, people in, in, you know, anything from your friendship and family network to the community. And I think it's so important for businesses to really... You know, be responsible businesses during this time when it comes to looking after the well-being of their employees, then, you know, taking that responsibility really seriously, but also supporting uh, other businesses in their industry, their customers, and, you know, uh, hopefully charities and, and community groups as well. And it can be done in so many ways, like, like you said, uh, and I don't think you can stress that enough. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean that you would make a big donations, uh, but even sharing the work that charities do uh, and trying through your network that you have as an individual, your network as a business, to showcase the good work that charities are still doing out there, that is enough to actually support them in some, in some way. 
Indeed, recognition, absolutely critical, absolutely critical. And before we wrap up for today, Christos, and I know that you've listened to some of the podcast before, we are going to go into the lightning round and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to answer okay. each of the next questions um, that I'm going to ask just as a bit of fun before we, before we wrap up. And I thank you very much indeed here uh, for being with us today. But first and foremost, and it is probably the biggest question, and I love to ask this to business leaders, but what has been your secret to success? Oh, I don't know. I think my, I think it's just constantly learning and constantly learning from people around me. So I guess I've always tried to work with people that are, you know, very talented and always choose to make sure that you invite people like that in, in your teams, I think, and learn from, from them. I think that that's always been, I don't know if it's my secret to success, but always something I try to do. Wonderful answer. And do you have any role models or real models, heroes, sheroes that, that are, are, have been particular inspirations to you? I think my role model has always been my, my mum because she, I know that sounds like such a stereotype, but I think what she taught me was uh, always to face um, whatever is happening in your life, but always to face any, any difficulties that happen in your life head on and always see them as an opportunity and, you know, be strong and try to overcome the challenges that you have. I think that has always stayed with me. Very good. And a slightly unusual one here. What's your favorite meal since you've had lots of different, different cultural food experiences? And I think food is such an important, uh, important piece when it comes to culture. Beers are all, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's very popular in Greece, but it's very popular in India as well. It's lentils. I love anything with lentils. Mm, interesting. I was wondering whether you were going to go for, for something really, really Greek then, but yeah, no, lentils, delicious. Lentils, yeah, very simple, but uh, you know, I don't know why, I just, I just love it. <laughs> and, and finally, if you could go back in time and give the young Christos advice pre-leaving Greece, say, or indeed giving advice to someone who, who is on, on a similar journey. I wonder what advice might you give back to, to young Christos, if you could? I think I would just, uh, you know, I would just say enjoy, enjoy the journey, enjoy everything that happens in life as much as possible. I think that would be my, my advice. And, and to potentially sometimes just worry a bit less. Mm-hmm. Very good advice. Uh, indeed, I can imagine myself saying something very similar. So thank you very much indeed, uh, Christopher. It's been a pleasure having you here today. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. And uh, just by way of summary, as I always do, there's been plenty of learnings from today. I hope you've all thoroughly enjoyed the show with, uh, with the fabulous Christos. Uh, you know, certainly for me, it's been absolutely delight, well, delightful actually to hear, hear you talking about the fact that inclusivity is more important now than ever. So hopefully everyone uh, believes this. And look, you know, if you are a DNI practitioner, in fact, if you work across the board with any of the different functions across the C-suite or, or what have you, um, now is not the time to put the inclusivity strategy on the back burner. This is the time to utilize, be creative. Christos given some brilliant, brilliant examples there, which frankly 
they are not necessarily expensive. They don't need to be expensive. All they take is a little bit of time, a little bit of kindness, a little bit of care and attention and willingness to be open to learn and adapt. Because actually it's times like this that we realize, as Christos has said, that no matter who we are, what color our skin is, which culture we're from, whatever our idiosyncratic details that make up ourselves as human beings, it really doesn't matter actually. Right now is the most important time to keep on communicating and to keep on being kind ultimately and really making sure that we are looking not only within to look after ourselves but actually looking slightly wider in terms of the uh, the wider community uh, whether it be supporting other charities whether it be supporting each other and family members but also making sure that we can keep going and, and keep this uh, this sustainable over the long run because there are those who are less fortunate than ourselves and and never has there been a more important time to to make a priority so thanks again Christos. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. See you very soon. My name is Leila McKenzie-Dellis and you have been listening to a special edition of the Diverse and Inclusive Leaders podcast show. We have lots and lots of support online. It's completely free uh, to tune into on our COVID-19 support hub. Visit us at www.dialglobal.org or to check out Christos and the show notes. If you missed anything at all during today's show, you can visit www.dialglobal.org forward slash podcast and we'll see you again very very soon